Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This segment is brought to you by Jigmaster Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com and use promo code PNF20 and save 20% off your next jig order today. Welcome to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. This is the final cast segment with your hosts, Brad Hicks and Josh Eldridge, where we cast our final opinions on all products, good and bad. Welcome to the final cast. You're listening to the final cast on the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. I'm your host, Brad. Tonight, Dan. Hey, hey. Joining the house. What's That's up, me. dude? Dan Perry, what's up? Not much, man. Uh, enjoyed your episode yesterday, by the way. That was good. I like your uh, guest host that you've been having on. Thanks. Yeah, I'm, I mean, whenever the best angler in the country says he'll co-host your show, you do it. So that was <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Russ on. And Russ, Russ and then we had Damian Tao, and both those guys are so kind of cerebral, and they, mm-hmm. they love the details and stuff like that. Just easy to talk, you know. Easy to talk to guys who are so detail oriented and if if nobody's if you haven't listened to it go back and listen to it because damien gave some juice on a an eight foot uh carolina rig so check that yeah. out yeah it was a good episode last week was good too with adam riser so yep but uh this episode we have cool guests uh steven davis and kelly davis how you guys doing doing good how are you guys welcome on. glad to be done with yeah. my 12 hour shift no, I, don't, I don't blame you at all uh, what do you do for a living? You're a nurse, right? I'm a nurse. Yeah, I'm a registered nurse in the state of Kansas. God bless you. <laughs> yeah, it's probably a tough job right now. I'm in the home and hospice area, though, so it's not as bad. Mm-hmm. So at least I've stayed kind of protected and sheltered from the whole COVID thing. But yeah, it's crazy times. But um, yeah, uh, Stephen and Kelly are uh, custom rod builders. We're going to be talking about their rods tonight and. Uh, just jump into that but first let's uh let the list uh give you guys a little background on yourself so like what you do um 
how long you've been fishing you fish out of a kayak that kind of thing yeah we we actually just got kayaks about maybe six weeks ago that's about as long as we've been in kayaks uh cool like kelly's first it's a new canoe uh frontier and the very first time out that she had it out went great the first day and then tournament day came along and she dumped her kayak 10 feet from the oh, ramp. <laughs> Earned the nickname wet duck in the process by yeah. some of our friends. <laughs> oh man. And I, I borrowed a kayak from, uh, Mark Coates. So I've got a new canoe pursuit that I'm borrowing, uh, this winter to get a feel for it before I get my own. I've been trying to, you know, try out different kayaks, figure out which one I really want, but Right now, I've only tried out the, the pursuit and the frontier. In, in Kansas, what like what what kind of water is that that you're fishing? Mostly very sp- dirty. <laughs> yeah, sounds like most, Ohio. <laughs> yeah, everything is just mud up here for the most part. Uh, we went to Lake Fork, Texas, for the first round of the KBBT tournament, and the. We pre-fished on Saturday, and she caught a real nice, like, 19 and a quarter, and, mm-hmm. and I was like, all right, man, we're going back to the spot. It's going to be great, and we caught nothing on the day of the tournament, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, pre-fishing always goes bad for me, and then I end up doing decent tournament day. I don't know it's why. It's kind of the opposite. Yeah. yeah, I noticed that. It's a trend. If you do good pre- pre-fishing, you're just like, don't even sign up for the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> That's just me, but, um, cool. All right. So you guys know Marcus Coates? Yes. That's cool. We had him on the show a few weeks ago. We talked about new canoe and motors. Yeah. Yeah. I I listened to that one. Awesome. Which I'm looking forward to getting for ours so that we spend less time paddling, more time fishing sometimes because of the wind. Yeah. Yeah. And then I I know the pivot drives have been on back order, but you should be able to get one here for too long. Hopefully in the next couple of weeks. Oh yeah, definitely. Well, I think on tournament day with KBBT, we spent at least 60% of the day paddling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Versus, I mean, it was like you'd paddle and you get one cast in if you were lucky. If oh, yeah. not, you just paddled and then had to paddle more and then had to paddle more and then maybe cast. But <laughs> I mean, that that's a whole debate between paddling and pedaling. Uh, I'm, I'm totally pedal. Or motor, like I am not a paddler. I do not want to paddle if I don't have to. But <laughs> I would enjoy it just going out and sightseeing and stuff. Yeah, but if I'm absolutely. trying to fish in a tournament, not so much. <laughs> yeah. Well, cool. Let's get into uh, the rod talk. How long you guys been building these rods? Um, I've been doing it for about six years now, uh, but I haven't really gotten much more than just building for family and stuff until this year and this year is just taken off exponentially for us Mm -hmm. is that because you're sponsoring different trails and things like that yeah i mean we started out the earlier this year uh sponsoring a couple of people um in maine and that fished you know the huck series and the bassmaster kayak series and then it kind of just grew from there you know met this person met that person hey i want a rod too or hey i checked out this rod from this person and it's just i mean it's grown so much that we've added several uh more pro staffers for us 
Hmm. Um, we've got, I think, six pro staffers right now. I'm having to count on my fingers. Don't mind Shout me. Out to <laughs> my boy Jeremy Baker's. Yep. Got there. Jeremy Baker. Yeah. We got Bradley Kinnon. Bradley Kinnon. Um, we got Heather Swindler. Mm-hmm. Rod Merritt. Rod Merritt. And Jason Campbell. Jason Campbell. Oh, and he's made it to the final too. So yeah, yeah. Hey, he beat me in round one. I went to Dale Hollow and. <laughs> Never been there and it didn't get to practice and zero. <laughs> he spanked me. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, we actually went down to Jason and his wife's house, Tina, uh, a few when we were down there for our first round of the uh, KBBT tournament and got to hang out with them and actually get to meet some people that, you know, we'd only talk to on the phone or via text or whatever. So that's been pretty cool too. Very cool. Yeah. Yeah. Kelly, what do you do for the uh, your side of the business? I know we've talked um, about it a little bit. The well, Grinch? Steve and I, I kind of married into it. Um, Steve <laughs> and I uh, got married three years ago, and um, he was a really good friend to my late husband. My late husband passed away of cancer in 16. Oh, and so he inherited me, or I inherited him one way or the other. But um, my first college degree is in graphic design and digital art, and so I do logos, do apparel, all of that stuff, make shirts, pretty much anything crafty, and I do it. And so I um, basically make the shirts, the hats, you you name it. Um, I designed our website, still trying to make it more mobile friendly. It's kind of mm-hmm. a pain right now, but um, yeah, she, she PR coded, stuff. She coded the whole website on her by herself with her laptop, just sitting here in the evenings working on it. Huh. She's, wow. I was like, you you could do that? I didn't even know that was possible. <laughs> That's awesome. I didn't awesome. even know what you're doing over there. Well, I added video game design and 3D modeling and animation to my college load when it came about in junior year. So I'm a nerd. <laughs> she fishes, makes websites, saves people's lives. I mean, you married right, man. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Actually, the whole nursing thing came about when I took care of my late husband when he was diagnosed and we fought mm-hmm. for 10 months. And so... I realized that, hey, I wanted to do that for the rest of my life was to take care of people and help them through the worst parts of their lives, kind of pay it forward mm-hmm. because of all the help that we got during that time. So guess that makes sense while you're on the hospice side, huh? Yeah, it's wow. tough, but I love it. And I do uh, pediatric oncology is another specialty that I'm in. So no, couldn't do that. <laughs> Actually, uh-huh. we're planning on potentially doing a tournament in April for one of one of my former patients. And uh, she's a little two-year-old with leukemia. So mm. sign me up and tell us about it, and I and we'll we'll spread the word on the reel down. Yeah, we we consider her our adopted daughter basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we'll have like all the details and everything probably closer to like Christmas time and stuff. We're still getting kind of our ducks in a row for that. What ducks yeah. in a row? Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, that, so, that's cool. If you've been building rods for six years, how do you get into that? Like, it takes a lot of stuff to do that, right? It's not like, like you have to buy a lot of equipment. So if you're going to get into it, it's not like, oh, I'm kind of going to dip my toe in. I'll spend a few dollars. You have to buy a bunch of stuff, right? Yeah. So I saw, I was down at my parents' house down in Florida and they had the Florida Sportsman magazine and there was an ad in there saying, hey, build your own custom fishing rod. I'm like, I want to do that. 
Mm. So I got like the starter kit for Christmas and it just had a hand wrapper in it. And like it came with like four spools of thread and an electric dryer. And then they had the, you know, the YouTube videos and I just watched a lot of videos and then just kind of figured it out and just been, I keep a, a journal, like a build book of all the builds that I do. And I started, you know, just writing down some basic stuff to begin with. And now I'm up to writing like a full page on every rod that I build just so I can duplicate that same rod, like as far as the, where the guides go and, you know, Hey, this worked really well for this rod or, Hey, this one didn't work so well. You know, don't, don't repeat that mistake on it. Or if somebody has a warranty claim, yeah, that, that way you can just look back at that rod and be like, okay, well, here's what I need to duplicate that rod. Yeah. Okay. So I think I've heard of you guys through uh, Dark Waters uh, podcast. Probably. He, yeah. he, he uses uh, your rods, right? Yeah. Well, I haven't made one for him yet, but I reached out to him right after he flipped his kayak and lost yeah. all of his gear. I was like, hey, man, you know, I'll... I'll replace your rods for, you know, my cost and I won't charge you labor on them. And, uh, I just, wow. I've got one order for him, but he's like, Hey, don't worry about it. Cause you know, it's uh, snowing here now. So just, uh, get it to me when you get it to me. Hmm. So. Yeah. That, that was a cool, cool little story. He, he told me, or he didn't tell me, but on his podcast, when I listened to it, that's where I heard you guys. And, uh, he, he said the whole thing that you just said, I'm like, man, that, that's really cool. I I know a lot of people appreciate that kind of thing for sure. Yeah, I mean that that's really what we've done. Like I've seriously given away more rods than I've sold. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I even gave away the very first rod I built to a guy that uh, him and his coworker were out uh, spraying for mosquitoes at our house, and they mm-hmm. were talking about how he didn't have a fishing rod and he had moved here from like california or something he's like what 18 years old yeah maybe? He didn't know huh. anybody and i'm like hey man i if you can get a fishing reel i got a rod for you and he's like are, are you serious i'm like yeah i built it um it's my very first one and he's like oh i can't take that from you and i'm like it's not that big a deal and just <laughs> gave it to him and he was like oh this is great because now i can go fishing with my friends you know that like his co-worker he always had to borrow a rod from him so, well, that, I, that's awesome. <laughs> I mean, your, your business plan is terrible, but like, <laughs> but that's what brought us to you because you've been doing so yeah. much. I mean, you're to be in a, a small custom rod build, builder to be doing so much for, you know, for KBBT, Slay Nation, giving out rods to like Josh. I mean, it's, you know, you, you're doing it right. You're building relationships. And I think for any business, like if you look at Greg Nosar would kbbt and kfl he's not trying to make a profit in the first two years or whatever it is because most businesses don't make money in two years you've been doing it for six so i'm not you, you might have to go ahead and start getting some money but yeah it, you know <laughs> what i'm saying like yeah you build the relationships you get there and then and then you start to profit off you know off this i think well and you've really only been like doing doing it for over just right out a year as yeah. a business, so to speak. Yeah, mostly it's just been, hey, you know, uncle whatever wants a fishing rod for Christmas or something. 
mm-hmm. what would you cost? What would you charge to build them? You know, just the cost, whatever. And then just donate my time to it as a gift. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we've given stuff to like every time there's a charity event here in town or mm-hmm. a you know we're just small town people. We like to give back to our community as much as we can, and I feel like that's the way to get your name out there because mm-hmm. I mean it's it doesn't cost anything to be nice to somebody so well, yeah your, your name is out there and it's funded your education as a rod builder because I mean I've seen some of the stuff that you built and it's it's legit it's yeah, it looks quality man yeah man definitely for real we'll have to get you guys set up with a couple of rods too yeah where, like where, where do you get all that stuff where like I seen one with like a, a black a gold reel seat with black grips, black rod. Where do you get all the components, and how do you how do you decide which one to use? I I don't like whenever I go out and buy a rod, it'll be like oh you're seven three heavy, yeah, fast tip. It's not like oh this one has, you know, you like this many guides and they're separated like this, and this one has more of it's more of a a heavy medium heavy and like how do you like, how do you know which components to build for someone? So I deal with a lot of, like, my pretty much exclusive uh, blank company is Bats and Enterprises out of Washington. Uh, they build the Rain Shadow and the Alps brand. Mm-hmm. So they put out a catalog every year. And it's, I just, like, say you want a chatterbait rod in 7.6... And I just go to the book and I look and I'm like, okay, you know, these are the choices for seven, six. Uh, you know, what are you primarily fishing for? How heavy is your rod or your lures going to be? And I'll, you know, give a couple different choices to it. And, you know, it's usually a couple different price points. If you want to spend a little bit more money or if you want to spend a little bit less money, then at least I have that starting point for the blank and then from there it's just hey what color scheme do you want to go with Mm. so i mean like the gold and black rod that i'm building it's for uh bradley kennan a hoodat rod yeah so he wanted a Mm. saints theme rod so i said (laughs) okay well i'll get the gold reel seat and i only use the aluminum alps reel seats because i just find that they're the the best quality for us. There you go, right there. That's it. I'm on the website looking at it right now. <laughs> it's really fun too, though, is when people are like, "Oh, just surprise me." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I, I find that to be the hardest. Okay, Barbie Rod. I was about to say it's when you give yeah. them like bump bubble gum or something. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of bubble gum, I am building a a pink uh, breast cancer awareness rod. Oh, that's for cool. somebody and. His wife is a breast cancer survivor, and he's like, "I want pink grips on it." Okay, cool. There so you go. I so got you can, pink grips for it. You can basically get it any color then. Just right? about. Yeah. I mean, it's I can especially on the blanks. I can have the blanks custom painted. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how I ended up with a purple one. A purple one. Um, it was an accident. Uh, <laughs> they it was supposed to be royal blue. And I got it, and it was purple. So the company that I had I bought it from, they're like, okay, you know, sorry, our mistake. 
So they like, just keep it. It's fine. Mm-hmm. So that's going to be a LSU rod for Bradley too. So <laughs> okay, we showed it just a little dog on the side. Yeah, we showed it on our live video, just being like, you know, here was the problem that we ran into. This one's royal blue. That one is not. And Bradley hops on. And he's like, I'll take it. Give it to me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so what? Like, if somebody's coming to you for a rod, and they say, you know, they want this kind of rod, whatever it is. What's the price range somebody could expect for a custom rod? Is that something you can tell us? Oh, yeah, for sure. So I start at 300 um, and that includes uh, blank up to seven foot three, medium heavy. Um, if you get over seven three, the price jumps up quite a bit. And I mean, I just pass that cost on to the person that's getting it if they want seven six you gotta pay for the extra i don't upcharge it or anything it's just that's what the price is on the blank Mm -hmm. so you get you know the blank medium heavy up to seven three you get the aluminum real seats you get aluminum winding checks and then you get your color choice of the thread wrap for the guides and the guides are stainless steel guides and then you also get a color choice on the real seat and on the wind grips. Hmm. And then if you want to do extra stuff, um, the, like you can have an upgraded guide set and it's uh, $50 extra for the guide sets that are the premium guide sets. Hmm. And then um, we do $50 extra for the carbon fiber grips and $30 extra for cork grips. And so, you, you, yeah. Go ahead. Uh, what What do you mean by guide sets? Like ceramic guides or stainless steel guides? Is Is that what you're saying? Well, the the stainless steel guides that I normally use they're uh, they're called minima guides, and they have a stainless steel insert inside the like instead of having like a ceramic insert, these are like stainless steel, pretty much braid proof. Yeah. Um, the premium ones are the Alps brand guides and they have, you know, you have your choice of like titanium frames, um, different, they have nickel finished frames and then they have, uh, colored inserts that you can get for them also. Hmm. Um, I did a, a rod for her for a casting rod and it has the chameleon, like color shifting kind of uh, mm-hmm. guide set like, in it. Flop. I bet that's cool. It looks yeah. like an oil slick, basically. You've got like yeah. pinks, purples, greens. Yeah, and then I did mine in uh, cobalt blue. Cobalt blue. Huh. That's cool. Yeah, I got a. Uh, what, I forget what rod it is. I have a rod that has the uh, blue inserts like that. And it looks real cool. It's just like jet black with blue inside yeah. the guides. I'm like, oh looks so good <laughs> well i think the other thing you really liked about those guides is that they come pre-sanded and so it transitions easier for building yeah so the stainless steel guides i have to sand the foot down on the guide to get it to a real thin point so the thread will transition from the rod blank up onto the guide so i have to like hand sand all the guides mm. but with the premium you know the alps guides they already come pre-sanded so you don't have to take that extra step to sand them down. Okay. So you got spoiled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've actually heard of that Alps brand before too. And I, I don't remember where I've heard of them, but they look awesome. 
And I kind of want to back up a little bit and have you talk about the rod seats a little bit uh, because they just look so freaking cool. Um, I was telling Dan before we started, we were looking at the picture and uh, in our group chat, we were talking about Star Wars. I was like, dude, these look like a lightsaber. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. But yeah, so talk, can, talk about the seats a little bit. So they're anodized aluminum and I match them. The, they come in different sizes. So most rods just use their uh, size 14. So if with the rod blank, you have to put any space between the real seat and the blank. So say there's a gap in there. I wrap tape around it to make an arbor. And then you don't notice it because I coat everything in epoxy. So it seals it all up inside when I glue the real seat down. But I try to get like the size 14 real seats are for almost all the rod blanks. So you don't have to use so much tape. Mm. So you're getting more of a contact with the, with the rod blank itself. But with the bigger rod blanks, then you got to go up to like size 16 seats. And usually like the extra heavies rods, you don't have, but maybe a few turns of tape that you have to cover up with epoxy to get it, you know, seated up just right. And the, I can, let me grab one of the real seats real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Doing the carbon or the, uh, the graphite real seats, but they're the mm-hmm. ones that people most often mistake as plastic. Yeah. And I mean, I completely agree. They do. They look and feel like plastic. Mm-hmm. And we had, this was back in the very beginning when we, he was starting to try to sell rods. We went to a local uh, tackle store in Derby, Kansas. And the guy was like, you know, we get a bunch of tournament people in through here, but you need to get rid of the plastic real seats. Mm-hmm. And so that's why we started looking at the aluminum and then we've fallen in love with them. That's all we use anymore. So <laughs> yeah, they look awesome. Here's, these have the double nut. On yeah, them right I now. like that. And then there's a, it's a type of plastic. It's the Delrin plastic that goes in between. So you're not putting like metal on metal when you crank it down. Mm-hmm. Um, so what he's, what he's showing, if you're listening, he's showing the real seat. It's aluminum, and it's got it double locks on the end. So, like, it's not going to loosen up on you, and then your your reel come off because. And that not only does it loosen up, but it's also got a locker on top, and then plastic in between, so it's not metal on metal, right? Yeah, correct. Okay. I know. Um, with some of the, you know, just standard off the shelf real seats. You end up, you know, several times a day while you're fishing, you got to tighten them, tighten up. them back up. But with that double lock on there, you tighten it down, and then you it's just like a locking, you know, if you lock a regular nut together and you lock another one on top, and there's no way it's coming off. Right. Yeah, That that uh, I use a, I have a Fenwick rod that has that, it has, but it's it's not as fancy. It, it has two um, plastic nuts, I guess. Yeah. You, uh, you, you screw it down like like how yours is um like i said it's not as fancy but yeah it does not uh come loose or anything where you have to tighten it up so and i i I keep mine in a rod box on my trailer so they bounce around a lot and Mm -hmm. sometimes yeah my reel will come off my rod and man to have that lock on all of them that'd be nice 
<laughs> so like if I've never owned a custom rod, why a custom rod? Like is 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 it a quality thing or is it just customization? It's both. Um it's all about how the rod blank is, you know, prepared for wrapping. Um if you watch some of my videos, I know I did one uh a couple weeks ago or last week. It's called uh spining the rod. Mm-hmm. So you you know, put the rod blank on the ground and you put a I big a big arc in it, like put your hand up high and then you put a big bend in it. And then you, I use my fingers and I twist the rod blank in my fingers and you can actually feel it like roll. It'll be like rolling easy and then it'll just snap into place. Mm-hmm. And that's where the spine is. And you want to put the, uh, the guides along that spine. Um, have you ever had a fishing rod where you feel like you're fighting the rod all day, like it's wanting to twist in your hand or you're fighting a fish and it's wanting to twist your arm one way or the other. Mm -hmm. That's because the uh, rod blank wasn't spined when they put the guides on. So not only are you fighting the fish, you're also fighting the rod blank itself. And it makes you more tired throughout the day because you're fighting two things instead of just fighting the fish. And using the blank itself to help you fight that fish. So it's just, you know, the custom touches like that. And then, you know, getting the color scheme that you want, not mm-hmm. what they have at the store. And honestly, my I feel that my prices are, you know, pretty, you know, good prices compared to if you're just going to go to the store and buy a $150 rod that's, you know, what everybody at the boat launch already has. Yeah. There's no customization to it at all. And you're just stuck with whatever they have at the store. Mm -hmm. Um, I have yet to break a rod. We've only had one rod get broken of all the rods that I've sold or given away. And it was, I believe a total manufacturer's defect Mm -hmm. because she has the same blank on a different rod and we have horsed fish like up a rock wall with it and never had a problem with it. And leave it uh, to Marcus though. Yeah. Oh, of course it was him. <laughs> yeah. Of course. So well, that's cool. Why yeah. Break. Like why? I'm, if y'all have only had one, one break, why? Like I've broken rods, you know, yep. with, from other brands. Why is it? I don't break many. Cause I have, a sissy hook set, but that's about half my problem with fishing. But uh, <laughs> but like, why 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 do rods break? Why is that a common thing? That's back to the spining thing, because when it's twisting and stuff like that, when all of that force from the fish is pulling on it, and you're pulling in the opposite direction, if you're not working with the natural curve of it, you're it's basically how a bone gets fractured. Okay, it puts stress yeah. in places that it shouldn't be, and so it just shatters and snaps. Hmm. Or if you uh, shut it in the car door. It, yeah. Or sword fight is somebody brought up. <laughs> so I, I've actually had a couple 13 fishing rods where I've broken the tip off trying to boat flip a fish. <laughs> yeah. So I, but, I hate to say it, but I I got a, um, a deal. I, I won't say the brand, Quantum. But I, like, <laughs> hey, I, we're, I, their reels we're, are good, but their rods are. I have broken the tip off every single one. Every yeah. I own like four of them, and I've broken the tip on every single rod, every single rod. And I was those gonna are say, man, fifty plus rods. 
Yeah, I was going to say, don't hold back. We're a product review show, man. Yeah. We share our opinions here. We don't care. Yeah. I, I, I like their reels, but man, they got to get their rods together. I, I'm definitely never buying another one now that, you know, I know the difference after a show. I, I think I'm just going to have to get good rods from now on. Yeah. Yeah. I've decided that I'm not buying any uh, uh, bad reels anymore or cheap reels. For sure. Uh, I got a, a oh, Stratic. Yeah. Uh, spinning reel you can cast a mile at that thing yeah and, then and the, the drag is so good yeah and then we got her a, a diawa um hmm. was it tatua yeah i'm not buying like anything with tr- the tarantula one <laughs> yep. uh, I, I have like one of those rods that's a great rod by the way but um yeah, you, you mentioned the price points. You you start at three three hundred, and that's for the whole yeah. package, right? Yeah, that also includes shipping. Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're you're right. You're right in line with all these other uh, custom rod uh, rod makers I've talked to. So that's cool. Yeah, I mean, as long as it's in the lower forty eight, I'll include shipping. If it's somewhere else, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll have to share. Or shipping. if it's longer than seven, whatever that the post office won't take that we incur. Yeah. A huge upcharge for it being oversized package. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, Matt Lindzeman is also our one of our pro staffers. I just remembered that when we were talking about shipping because I had to over, like overnight a rod to him <laughs> before he left Michigan. And it cost me like $65 to overnight it. So We ate the cost, though, because it was this dude's fault. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, didn't the, I didn't get it in the mail on Friday like I needed to, and oh. I'm like, I'll eat that one. That's, Monday rolls around. That's on me. <laughs> hey, that's cool though. I like it. I have another question. Do y'all do you ever put the Savior rod retrieval devices on them? Is that something you do? What is that? Have you seen those? It's no. like, I've never heard of that. Yeah, it's a float that like it, you buy them and you have to put them on there yourself. It's like a, a float that. It goes on the end of your rod tip, like you take off the the end of your rod cork or EVA, whatever it is, and you add this float on it. And so whenever it goes in the water, it's kind of like a, a automatic life jacket. It'll pop out, and this thing comes out and floats with a string on it up to the top. So if oh, you drop your rod, you, they're like $20, $25. And then so that little floats up on top of water. It Sometimes it's supposed to take maybe a couple hours but you for it to actually... Pop, but you can go back and just grab that line, the little float, and then you pull up your rod. I love you, awesome. My jitterbugs, what saved mine? I can totally, I totally feel Josh's pain now that about his flipping the kayak and losing stuff. Luckily, I didn't lose (laughs) anything in mine, but so is that is that something that you could install on one of your rods if somebody wanted it? I would imagine, yeah, for sure. I don't know why I couldn't. Yeah, we did an episode with them, and like like uh, Dan said, uh, your water sub uh, or your your rods get submerged in water. It has a little uh, tablet inside that, when it dissolves from the water, it gets in it. It pops, and then it the the thing that connects to the rod it floats to the top and has fifty uh, feet of braid. So, oh yeah, yeah, it's a cool little tr- retrieval device that's getting real popular with kayak anglers around the country right now i've got so. two but i don't want to put them on because i don't want to mess with that i'm yeah i will mess up my rod if i could buy one no what I, was I, it I don't know what, yeah. i actually S-A-P-U-R. sent steve you are i i sent steven a link okay, okay. sweet yeah yeah it's it, a- s-a-b-u-r 
if anybody's yeah. yeah it'd be something cool to add to a rod i mean i i know for sure if like a custom rod builder uh offered that for me i'd be like heck yeah put it on yeah, yeah. extra 25 bucks why not yep nice um i forget what i was gonna say <laughs> so what's, had... yeah you, you've been building rods for a long time now like what's the do you have an end goal a vision of where you're trying to take davis custom rods Honestly, I would like to be able to do this between this and our farm, do that full time um, and not have to do a, you know, right now I work seven to three thirty Monday through Friday, but just being able to do this full time would be awesome. That, that, that would be my end goal for this. But yeah. even if I don't make it that far, it's still going to be a win for me anyway. Because I like doing this. It's fun. So, sounds like, you, uh, by the way, you're growing, though, man. You're right on track. Yeah, we're... I cannot believe how many people have commented or viewed <laughs> our uh, live videos on yeah, Facebook. Cool. I mean, there was one I'll, night that I'll we play. had, like, I don't know, 6,000 views or something. In under an hour, I believe. Wow. Wow. I mean, we were two weeks before that. We had had like 11, 10, 10 or 11 <laughs> people watching it. That's and then crazy. It just exponentially grew. Oh. That's crazy. Have you seen the orders come in kind of spike along with it? Yeah. Uh, right now I've got six rods that I'm working on. And, you know, there were some years that I didn't even build six rods in a whole year. Damn. And, Right now, I've got six that I'm trying to get done in the next three weeks. It would be, you know, hey, I'm building a rod. And then like six months later, oh, hey, I need to build another rod. Now it's, yeah. okay, well, I've got three more orders in. and Yeah, there for That's a while, awesome. it was like every Friday night, I would get, you know, two orders just from <laughs> people watching the video. I would imagine yeah. it'll probably pick up again in the spring. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, what, cool. what, what's the limit of production to where... You have to kind of up your equipment. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> how many can you make before you have to take that next leap to, from small to medium, I guess, or medium, small to large? I think we're pretty much at that point. <laughs> uh, All we're, right. We're going to get another, uh, I've got, it's called a power wrapper. So it's basically like a sewing machine motor. So you push mm -hmm. down the foot feed and it turns a rod while mm -hmm. you, you know, while the the line wraps on it for the guides, and I'm gonna teach her how to how to wrap guides. I mean, obviously, I'm gonna be you know quality control number one, and she said I could be as critical as I needed to be for. It won't be know, anything I haven't heard. Of her. Let's put it no, that way. Don't yeah. Do, <laughs> uh uh. No, I'm married. Don't do that. Don't do that. You're making a mistake. <laughs> don't <laughs> don't critique your wife about anything. That's the thing, though, about the fact that I make crafty things already is I'm used to being critiqued. So yeah. So yeah. yeah I mean, I feel like this winter we're gonna we're gonna wait for like the Black Friday sale and try to get one. Um, that's what I did a few years ago when I got mine was wait for the Black Friday sale and you know got it for you know, 50 or a hundred dollars off. So they're usually about $400 yeah. for the power wrapper. Okay. okay. So, but I mean, are, 
It's yeah. a significant investment, but yeah, it's it'll double production though. So, yeah. oh, I believe so it. That, so that's where the bottleneck is—is is wrapping them, I guess. Getting me trained. Yeah. So, <laughs> it, so to glue up the, you know, the real seat and the hand, like the grips and everything, that doesn't take very long. But it takes me a good hour to ream out all the grips and then test fit them. And then I've got to measure where, like, how big the winding checks are going to be because each rod is different. And I measure with the calipers. And then I got to convert that to millimeters so I can order the right size winding check. Mm -hmm. So then I got to order all those. And I've been trying to, like, have a group of rods that, you know, are waiting to get their winding checks and everything's like four or five of them have their handles ready to glue up and then just keep them moving as a batch. Gotcha. So I can work on, you know, get three or four of them all glued up, ready to go. They sit for 24 hours before I can do anything with them. And then the next night I'll be working on like grinding the guides down, laying them out on the rod, getting them, you know, where they need to be. And then, you know, the next night start wrapping them. And if I have to, I can wrap like an entire rod in one evening, mm -hmm. but I prefer to break it up over a couple of nights just because it's, it gets real tedious and it just, it's kind of boring just staring at. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that That's cool though. I, um, so the thread that you use for the guides, is that all customizable to like colors and everything? Oh yeah. I've got, um, let me grab a couple of spools. Got like probably right now I've got like 40 or 50 rolls of thread right now. Okay. Um, it's, you can get metallic thread, you can get flat mm -hmm. thread, you can get, um, one I've been using lately is it's called var variegated thread. Mm -hmm. So it's, like different colors all within the same spool so when you lay it out it almost shifts like from red to black to red to mm -hmm. silver or whatever so here's one of them oh, yeah that's this cool the varying shades of green and then this one is the red and black one. Oh, that's really just, cool when you lay it out on the rod, you know... Kind of makes stripes. Yeah, yeah, so it starts as black, and then it fades to red, then fades back to black, and then there's a metallic purple. Yeah, that that's... Uh, a lot of rods that I see nowadays you buy in stores, they have metallic. Yeah. And then we also do a, a twist thread, which is usually a metallic thread that has, you know, a flat or a metallic and then either a silver or a black or it'll show up on the thing that's your twist yeah. green there's a twist green oh. and silver huh yeah that's cool so. and uh, I another thread rack how does somebody know what to order like if you have all these different kinds do they just have to talk to you and you kind of go through all of them or is there a yeah, way they can usually somebody has an idea of what color they want to go with. And then I usually ask them, Hey, do you want flat thread or do you want metallic thread? Mm -hmm. And then if they say metallic, 
and they say just you know figure out what color looks the best with it i might throw like two or three color choices up on the rod and then take a picture of it send it to them hey which one do you like better okay and, and then at times there's times that you're debating it and then you hold up one other thread and you're like okay that's the one yeah, yeah. i usually i usually just have like a kind of a vision in my head of what I want it to look like at the end. And then, you know, it's all subject to change, of course, but like say I'm, you know, set on this metallic blue for this rod and then you actually get it on the rod and get it all set up. And it's like, mm, that is not the right color blue for that. <laughs> and then, you know, I've got, you know, three or four different shades of blue and you throw a couple of them. I mean, it's thread. If you don't like it just cut it off mm -hmm. and then i'll you know put it up there against it and like okay i kind of like that one in the middle better than yeah. the other ones they're they're custom rods but do you ever have do you ever have to tell a customer that's a bad idea man don't do that <laughs> that, that don't build yeah. that those, man those you're trying to make a joker rod with like purple and green don't do i, I don't want my name on that <laughs> <laughs> um i think i've you know, put it like maybe put it together and then, you know, like, hey, this doesn't really look that good. And like send them a picture. I'm like, hey, how about this this color instead? Because this doesn't really go with this that well. Usually everybody's like, yeah, you're right. That doesn't look very good together. So but that's only happened a couple of times. And, you know, one of them was a rod that I built for her and it was going to be. Uh, purple and gold and i got the purple reel seat and put it on there and, and then put the purple grips up there i'm like this doesn't even match it's not even the right color well and then we <laughs> couldn't find a purple thread to go with it either they were all three different shades of purple and because i love purple and it was just like Ugh. yeah nope so now i have like a yellow gold thread on there black reel or black grips yeah purple so no i did the black real seat i think yeah so we just changed the entire concept of the rod right there once you got all the colors together it's like no mm -mm. yeah like this one and with me being in graphic design i'm just like oh my gosh that gives me a headache <laughs> looking at that i can't no oh yeah i didn't even think about that your graphic design uh actually that's come handy. before steve and i got together um he would you know shoot me over pictures via text and he'd be like hey i'm building a rod tonight what do you think about this <laughs> yeah so back when we were just friends i was giving him advice on color combos and <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> that's awesome what what's the most high-end rod you built is there like like what's the what's the limit what's the most ridiculous rod that can be built <laughs> <laughs> well sky's the limit on on rod blanks um the two casting rods that I built one for me and one for her. Um, with all the components that I put into it, I would charge $500 for both of them. Just because I just, I mean, I was like, well, you know, I'm building this for us. I'm going to go all out on them because mm -hmm. this is, you know, I'm not going to sell it or anything. So I'm only in it. The, the cost of the product it doesn't matter how much time I put into it. Yeah. So I would say around the $500 mark, for value wise of stuff that I've built. Do you want to be ruined though? Like, do you want a rod that nice? Cause then every other rod you have is going to be garbage in comparison. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's true. But I mean, for hers, 
Well, for mine, I put the carbon fiber grips on it, and uh, those are awesome. Yeah, the cobalt blue seat and the cobalt blue guides, and on a titanium chrome finished rod. So, Mm. I mean, it fishes really nice, and I like it. But on the other hand, it's like, what if I scratch it, or what if I drop it in the lake, or whatever? There you go. All valid uh, concerns for sure. there's the one that built for her. It's got the wow. uh, green reel seat. And then we did the... I did the marbling on it. Yeah. <laughs> what if I get... Like, black? Shows up. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Wow. With, like, black wing grips? Yeah. Black and silver. Huh. Yeah, speaking of grips, like, I, I saw a picture where you guys had... Um... Texas Longhorns logos and stuff. Yeah. How do you guys do that? I bought it from a guy down in Texas that builds those. He does uh, custom inlays on those. Okay. And they're they're $75 for the grip set. Mm -hmm. So it's about, I don't know, three times as much as a wind grip is. But he does them all like there it is in his shop. He hand cuts it all out with like X-Acto knives and stuff. Huh. And... I glues it all in and Dan, I gotta show you this picture because it's pretty legit. Look at that. Wow. <laughs> Red, white, and blue in along with that burnt orange. Yep. Yeah. That that's pretty cool. I didn't know. I so do you guys have like a partnership with him then? I honestly I just saw him pop up on the I think it was like the Rod Builders Guild Facebook page. He was just showing off some of his work, and I'm like, "Oh, I need some of those." And yeah. <laughs> I just hit him up for them, and he's like, "Yeah, I've I've only built like three sets of these." I'm like, "I'll take that one." Heck yeah! So that's cool. So what what's kind of the turnaround time of a rod? If my from somebody messaging you to them getting it, like what's the average amount of time it takes? Like four to six weeks. Okay. It, it's pretty quick. I mean, it. we're really at the mercy of shipping right now, like shipping to us. Mm-hmm. Um, after the first of the year, we're going to shift more towards uh, wholesale orders from suppliers. There's a minimum order of like $1,500 from the company that I want to order from. So we have to save up a little bit of money and make a, a larger order. But now that I know kind of what everybody's looking for, it'll help me order stuff that I can keep in stock now instead of having to wait a week or two to get something. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. Right now, our primary company has kind of let us down on shipping. Um, During the beginning of COVID, they would get it turned around, out out for ship, like to ship to us within 24 hours. And now you're waiting like four or five days for them to get it Mm. to where they'll ship it. And then you're at the mercy of the post office and it's taking things at least a week to get to us. And then just barring disastrous stuff happening at the farm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, There's different like blank builders. How do you know which one to go with? If you have that one up in Washington, I know the, what the, the one in South Carolina in that or North Carolina, isn't that the people that also build the, Zolos, the, it's like Greek. I don't know. I might be. T- I know like Loomis, they sell blanks, and then that guy in Carolina, and then 
what you were talking about where you get them from now how do you know which one to go through like which one's the best i've tried building on a lot of different blanks and just the rain shadow blanks i think align the best with us mm-hmm. um i've tried some of the mhx blanks yeah. i like them okay they're pretty good i mean that'd be like my second choice um but you can only really get the decent selection of those from mud hole mud hole yeah and you know shipping from them takes a long time to get all the way out here to kansas a very long time so i mean that's mostly why i don't order a lot of stuff from them it's just because the shipping takes so long for us um they have a really good selection yeah they're nice folks but they're kind of slow with the getting it out to kansas yeah it's just yeah tennessee is that where it's at no it's in florida oh okay yeah Now, a phenomenal we, company that we've worked with is Voodoo Rods. Yeah, down in Louisiana. I get a lot of, like, the variegated threads. That's where I get their mm-hmm. stuff from. And your marbling pigments. Yeah. Hmm. We didn't talk about the rods much. Um, what what exactly are they made of? They're graphite. Okay, like then, 30 or 40 ton? Uh, Something like not, that. Yeah, I think they even go up to, like, some of the 80 ton ones. Okay. And then a couple of the rods that I've been building are half carbon fiber. And then the other half is graphite and S glass blend. Mm-hmm. So it's a, a blend between fiberglass and uh, graphite. And mm-hmm. I really like those blanks because you have the, you know, the lightweight of the carbon fiber down on the bottom half. And it really gives it a lot of backbone to, to pull up some, pick fish or pull it through grass mm-hmm. um right now i've been using those for uh frog rods oh wow okay i i, I figured you were talking about like a uh, moving baits reaction baits mm-hmm. pranks and stuff like that but for frog rods too huh yeah um it's it's actually marketed for a crankbait rod mm-hmm. but i've been using them for uh frog rods and they're really stout on the backbone, but they have the sensitivity and the fast tips on them. So the, you know, the rod will really load up, and you can feel the bite. But you have enough power in the back end to pull it out of thick grass. Hmm. I'm and not it, much of a frog guy, so I don't know. <laughs> and they're made in the U.S., right? Yep, those that's are the one line of rain shadow that's made in the U.S. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> I like it. It's called the judge yeah right. and i think he what did he say on his little webinar the other night he said um because it's the rod to judge all others by yeah that's what bats oh, himself quoted like it as bold they, they look sick <laughs> i like it <laughs> especially if you load it up with some carbon fiber grips which of interesting fact that you found out about carbon fiber grips the other day when we were fishing we got selected to do the fish off because we both brought in zero on the first weekend of KBBT. And so everybody wanted to see husband versus wife, which we <laughs> both brought in. No, you actually, you got one, didn't you? Yeah. At the, so he won. After the, <laughs> after the fish off, I actually caught one, but it was cold and uh, my hands were wet from the water and you actually can grip the rod a lot better with those carbon fiber grips because yeah. it has a little bit of texture to it. So it didn't feel like it was slipping out of my hands or anything. Yeah, that and they're extremely light. Yeah. yeah. But, and they look awesome. Yeah. 
there's another thing that's getting real popular since we're all kayak anglers. Do you have, do you offer rods that, uh, have shorter butts for kayak anglers? Yep. <laughs> I've actually transitioned to that over the last, uh, three months or so. As I used to measure it, like put the butt grip clear down here on my elbow mm-hmm. and I built a lot of those. And then everybody was like, Hey, could you make this shorter? Cause mm-hmm. it, hits me in the side when I'm casting or I'm like, you know, I never even thought about that. Or if he puts yeah. it to his mid forearm on me, it hits me all the way back at my elbow because I have shorter arms than he does. Yeah. So, but you, you, you can't really go that far either. Cause you don't want to super unbalance the rod. Right. But, yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, I've been making like between the split grips, making it like, you know, three inches or so mm-hmm. between the butt grip and the, and the rear grip. And I, that's really been, you know, I haven't had anybody say that it was too short or too long. It was just right for kayak fishing. So, well, and you mock them up and then you hand them to me and ask me if it's comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've got the short arms. So, yeah. It's go. so weird going from a, a rod that has a longer butt to a rod that has a shorter butt because I have one of both in my boat. And I, I go to pick up the other one after using a long one and I cast and I completely miss grabbing the end of the rod after, you know, like when I'm casting, yeah. I miss, I miss grabbing the bottom of it. I'm like, what the heck? Oh yeah. It's too short. <laughs> I hate a real long one in the kayak though. I have a couple of spinning rods. Yeah. That and well, it's, it, it is the worst. Yeah. I, I hate, especially when they're digging in your ribs or something like that. Yeah. I can't wait to have a way to set up my rods on the kayak that I'm not screwing around trying to get them out so I can fish. Yeah. yeah. The, horizontal rod storage on the new canoes, though. Yeah. That's nice. Uh, well, the, holler ass. We, we can get you uh, get you set up with Yak Gadget. We can get you one of them. Uh, you know, not, we'll not get you one, but we can help yeah. you get a, uh, a Yak Gadget low-pro low crate. They're the, the best out there. Yeah. For real, they are the best out there. Yeah, I like them, too. They're nice. Well, cool. Um, I don't really have any more questions if Dan does. No, I, I appreciate y'all being on. It's, it's fun getting to learn about custom rods, man. And I really appreciate everything you've been doing for our community and giving back and, and glad we were able to have you on. Yeah, thank you for having us on. It's been fun. Um, You do, don't, you do donate a rod a year to a veteran. Yeah. That, I thought that was something I'd bring up too. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, Every year we... <laughs> <laughs> uh, every, ten years in Air Force, just now. <laughs> every year we give a give a custom rod away to a veteran. Um, been doing that for about four years now. Uh, usually, it's just somebody contact me and I'm like, "Hey, this, you know, I'm a combat veteran or whatever," and I'll just like, "Okay, cool. What what kind of rod do you want?" Uh, I started doing it when I got partnered up with uh, Heroes on the Water. Yeah. Over in uh, Northwest Arkansas, I built a a rod for them to give away at one of their events, and then I've built a a custom set of uh, cork grips. I do uh, like a checkerboard pattern, and I did like a red, white, and blue pattern to it. Mm-hmm. And then another builder over there built the rod, and then they gave it away as a like angle, basically like angle of the year kind of thing for their series. Mm-hmm. So. Could you do like a black real seat with like an OD green rod? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that'd be pretty awesome. We even, we have a company that we work with for decals that we get like infantry insignias and stuff like that printed out and we put them on on the rod. 
I think you you might have some people message you about that. I, I see some, you know, some crayon eaters and some semen out there. <laughs> wanting, wanting, wanting a custom rod. Josh Smith. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> hey, I was in there. Oh. We, we, we like to make fun of each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One more question. Can it, do or do you put or are you able to put people's names on the rod or anything? Oh yeah, yeah. I I write something on almost everyone's rod. I just have like a like a pen that you dip in ink, mm-hmm. and I dip it in like enamel paint. Tester's model paint. And then I I write write something on the rod, or if you want like a saying on there, or your name, or or whatever, I just write it on there. And I write all the specs for the rod mm-hmm. on the blank too. And then I Ooh. put a layer of epoxy over them so it doesn't come off. And it takes a steady hand, doesn't it? It does. I tried. I know. <laughs> I wiped it off. Mine said nothing on it on the two rods that I finished up. <laughs> He's like, I can't do it. I can't do it. Hey, I, I do like that, though. It's like little touches like that on rods where it, you can tell it's handwritten. It it just looks cool. Oh, yeah. I'm I'm, I'm going to order one now. I'm going to get on there. F your lips. <laughs> we'll put whatever you want to say on there. <laughs> <laughs> Cool, man. Well, th- thank y'all for being on and keep up the good work. All right. Thank, thank you, you guys. Appreciate uh, it. Before you go, you guys want to plug your social yeah. media and stuff, website? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, we have uh, you know, our Facebook page, uh, Davis Custom Rods, and then we have Instagram page, uh, Davis Custom Rods also, and the website is www.daviscustomrods.com. Yeah, easy. Cannot mess that up. And then, yeah, just, you know, that's pretty much it. Or look up Kelly Davis or Stephen Davis. Yeah. If, PH. If, <laughs> if, if they want to message you about getting a rod built, how, how do they do it? Just on any of them, just message you? Yeah. yeah. I I check them all, all the time. So I'm on all of them, too. You so. can message the page, and it sends a message right to my phone, a notification to my phone. Same thing with uh, Instagram. Awesome. Good deal. Again, thanks for coming on the show. I had a blast talking uh, rod making. It was awesome. Yeah, so definitely. Also, Dan, thanks for joining me, man. Yeah, man. I know running a show by myself, I'm not very good at it. So it's always nice to have somebody helping me out. Yeah, man. Kind of man. Um, our lives. <laughs> yeah. All right, guys. Well, everybody have a good night. Um, we'll see you guys next week. All right. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle in Finn. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Finn. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Finn at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Finn on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler. The Angler button and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. TRC Covers, protect your investment. Catch Products, shout out to Catch Products. Go to catchproducts.com and put the Paddle in Fin logo directly on your catch board. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com, use promo code PNF20, and save 20% 20% on all your jig and tackle needs.